Welcome to the Parents Coaching Parents Network with your host, M.H. Scott. This is a one-hour interactive talk show. We'll talk college recruiting, athletic scholarships, and much more. Here's your host, M.H. Scott. Hey, great afternoon. I'm M.H. Scott. Mm, excuse me. <clears throat> the host of the Parents Coach of Parents Network. And uh, folks, I'm telling you, if, if you've missed any of our previous shows, You've missed a treat for sure. And definitely, we're going to offer you another one this afternoon because we got some guests that's going to call in that's going to share some insight with you that, that you know, you may not have heard before, may not be familiar with. But, you know, I always like to open up with a did you know. Uh, you know, they're talking about trying to reopen schools and get back into school sports. But we just had 97,000 young students throughout the country that were tested positive or the results came back positive. And we're still looking at a question of getting back to sports and getting back to reopening schools. Many school systems have decided to uh, do the virtual thing, but I, that, that's great. But the question still goes back to getting back to sports. And is that the right thing to do? You know, I've seen many situations where organizations over the summer have taken on um, having sporting events, whether or not it's uh, track and field meets, whether or not it's uh, basketball tournaments or whatever it was that was going on, baseball, softball, so on and so forth. Is that really and truly the right thing to do? Parents, that awareness is all about us. Us being, uh, being able to understand what situation are we putting our children into. You know, last week when I had my guest on, they talked about some things that, you know, just simple things, thinking about injuries and, and prevention and, and, and things of that nature. You know, and uh, again, their book, the title of their book, Be All In, something parents that we have to do, really and truly have to do. So I'm going to say that and say on that note, my first guest that I have coming up, you know, I can read off probably a whole list of accolades that I've came across over the last uh, few months once I was uh, first told that I was going to be able to have this guest on. But I'm going to make it short, sweet, and simple. And then I'm going to bring my guest in and, and, and let my guest wow you with some of the things that she has actually accomplished outside of the just simple things that I threw out there. First of all, I'm going to tell you my guest is a former WNBA player a former WNBA player. Not somebody that, you know, had that desire, had that dream, had had a chance, but just didn't quite be able to turn that corner. No, my guest has done some things in the league for a number of years and is still, still out there busy. But on top of that, Hall of Famer. So you're going to be able to talk about it 
and, and share this information with your kids, uh, you know, later on down the line and say that you had an opportunity to talk to, your kids had an opportunity to talk to, and you heard and got some firsthand information from my guest. On top of that, she brings it a little closer to Hampton Roads when she was a player here at Old Dominion University. I'm talking about no one other than the great, the baddest coach I heard about in the big three, uh, Miss Nancy Lieberman. Nancy, are you on with me? Yeah, I almost fell asleep listening to you talk about. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I, I've been talking to some of those vets that that you coached in the Big Three, and 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 they gave some very high praises. So I, I had to drop that piece in there on the end. Well, I, I appreciate you being my hype man. Thank you. <laughs> I never really thought about it that way, but hey, I I, I can go all day. I can go all day. But uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon. And uh, we're not going to keep you long. I know you are a, a extremely, extremely busy person. Uh, I want to start out by having you tell us about one of your memorable moments uh, as a youth, uh, being involved in sports. Anyone that you could come up with. I know you got a couple of them, but I, I want to hear which one you're going to choose. Well, I have a couple. Obviously, uh, you know, I've had a long uh, career and a lot of people influenced me, certainly growing up in New York City and, uh, you know, going to Rucker Park and playing a great amount of basketball in my childhood there and just being championed by all those amazing guys up at Rucker Park. Can I I stop you right there real quick? Can I stop you right there Um, just for a brief second? Folks, she said going to Rucker Park. Playing in the Rutgers. If you don't know they about don't know basketball, what, they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you don't know about basketball, you know nothing at all about it. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> so Rucker Park is one of the most famous street ball parks in in the in the world. I mean, uh, you know, Lou Alcindor, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Julius Irving, uh, Herman the Helicopter. Uh, there's so many. I, mean, I can go on and on with who's who who played there. Connie Hawkins. So I grew up taking the train in New York and uh, going to Rucker and, you know, playing at 11, 12, 13 and on, uh, you know, being the only girl playing against guys up at Rucker Park. But, it, you know, I mean, they beat the, the heck out of me, but they also made me tough and strong and they championed me. Um, my friends, they didn't tolerate me as a young little girl with red hair playing against mostly black guys. Uh, they were amazing. And, and uh, I would not have done what I have in my career without uh, the support of the black community uh, throughout my career. So that, and then, then I would say, obviously, uh, playing in the Olympics as a high school senior in 1976, when we won the silver medal in Montreal. And my years at Old Dominion, you know, we won 125 and 14 in four years. We won the NIT, and then we won back-to-back national championships. I think we went something like... Uh, 104 and six my last three years and I had incredible coaches and teammates and uh, just very fortunate because uh, that molded a, a street kid into a woman and I'm very you know just very proud of my days at Old Dominion University. Wow that 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 by itself folks that that journey by itself is phenomenal. Think about it played in the Olympics in high school 
had the opportunity, just, just saying that she had the opportunity to play at Rucker Park. You, you got to certify yourself just to play at Rucker Park. You just can't walk up there and think that you got a pair of shoes in your hand and think that you got next. It doesn't work like that. Nope, it's all about street cred. Exactly. If you can play, they don't care who you are. There's that instantaneous respect, and that's the great thing about it. If the rest of the world were like us in in sports, a melting pot of people, because I don't recall ever coming down the court and seeing a black guy on my right and a Muslim guy on my left and a Jewish guy trailing and a a Latino and me going, man, I got to pass the ball to the white guy. We don't think like that. That's what other people do. That's not what we do. We become a team, and, and, and we work with each other, even though we know we're different. And that's the beauty about sports and youth playing sports. They, you, know, you, you know why we're racist. You know why we, we do what we do, because parents, we the parents, are, are, are the biggest problem. Kids don't know they, they shouldn't love and care about each other. I exactly. mean, it's people. It's older adults who you know, put that negativity in, in a lot of children's heads, and it's, it's really not fair. You, you know, that you are so true with that. You know, children start out with that universal language. They start out with love, caring. Hey, if you can play sports and I can play sports, we're friends, and the whole works. It isn't until later on in their lives where they're infected by parents or uh, older siblings or someone that's in their immediate circle that infects them with that illness. And uh, it, it just festers from there and goes to the point where it be turned, becomes a, a, a very nasty and ugly cancer. But we, we ain't going to talk about that. We're we, we going to move right along to uh, talk about this, this famous name that you came up with, or not you came up with, that you have been crowned with, uh, Lady Magic. Give us the history behind the, the, the name Lady Magic. <clears throat> well, uh, I, when I was in college, um, Magic Johnson came. It must have been my sophomore year, junior year, and Michigan State came to play in our men's Optimist Classic, and one of the writers said, because of the way Magic passed the ball, if, if he's magic, then, you know, we've been watching Nancy do this for two years. She must be Lady Magic, and it, it stuck because all my years uh, playing, my nickname up in New York, especially at Rucker, was fire because of my flaming red hair and my personality. <laughs> and, but it became, it stuck. Lady Magic um, stuck with me, and it's an honor because, you know, Irvin and I have been friends for, for many, many years, and... You know, you couldn't look for a, a better person to, to have a nickname with. That that, that that is so true. That is so true. Uh, you know, somebody that, you know, j- just the work, the body of work that he has done, you know, throughout the league and throughout society in various communities, so on and so forth, and now to turn around and be able to align yourself with somebody of that caliber, on top of the various things now, now, don't slice yourself because uh, I've learned that you have done quite a bit yourself. So let, let's not slight that at one bit. Uh, we definitely appreciate the work that you have done in the community and continue to do in the community. Well, um, I don't want this. Uh, really, I don't actually want this interview to be about what I've done. What I've done is what I wanted to from my heart. I don't have to. Um, 
Uh, I had a, a, a great role model and mentor growing up, Muhammad Ali, who we ended up becoming lifelong friends after I met him my uh, junior year at Old Dominion. And he told me, he goes, there are two people in life. There are givers and there's takers. And I want you to be a giver. And he said, you know, God made you special. And for me, that, that was all I needed to hear for him to be able to, to say that to me. Wow. So hang on. Now, now that is so, something for, um, you know, it was, it was just so important for me to, to know that, you know, he was teaching me about life and philanthropy and, and, you know, just putting other people before me. Cause when you're young, sometimes you get a little selfish and just channeled into what's good for you. So it, it was good. That's why, you know, I, I do what I do with my charity, Nancy Liebman Charities. Um, we're children's charity, and we try to help, you know, mold children, give them opportunities. Um, you know, I was that poor, poor kid with no parent, no father growing up in New York. And we're just trying to help kids uh, and families in need and give them the right tools. So, you know, that's why it's so important, especially during covid you know, to understand, you know, uh, the, the risk assessments and, you know, you said, you mentioned, uh, what was it? 91,000. How many kids? 97,000. 97. Okay. So, so I'm not a doctor. And, uh, if you lined up 10, 15, 20 doctors, everybody has a different opinion on this insidious virus. Uh, 10 weeks ago I had COVID-19 and I'm in that age group where you're like, oh, my gosh, I hope she's okay, because I had just turned 62. Then I gave it to my son. I, I was sick three days. It, it was like having a cold. If you're strong, if you're healthy, if you don't have pre, any pre-existing conditions. Uh, my son was, tested positive, TJ26, and there was not one day that he was sick. So uh, I think we can't confuse the word test positive with are you sick is this making you sick because kids are amazing and you know they're resilient and they're strong and uh you know i think i I gotta be honest with you having been on a lot of congressional calls and i think a lot of this covid information has been politicized just depending on where you stand in this very polarizing country right now exactly and i think it's it's really unfair you know everybody is giving the information they want to give or to scare or whatever it is to fit their narrative and all the only thing that's happening is we the people i mean some of the politicians they they don't they don't give a crap about us i'm sorry it's about their power it's about their money it's about their status and I'm so tired of, of us, uh, American people, the black community being pawns to people just so they can have power. And I think it's wrong. And, they, they, you know, at some point in their life, they're going to have to meet their maker. Uh, oh, you, you said that with so much power, so much truth. Folks, if you want to join in on this conversation, we, ha- we have this special guest, Ms. Nancy Lieberman, on with us for another few more minutes. Uh, hey, you can reach us at 757-454-1650, 757-454-1650. She's talking about some of the great things that she has done, and not only that, just sharing some life lessons, you know, from, from the charity, the giving, 
the, the, the encouraging words that she has received over her lifetime from various people, various people that we hold in very high regards and hold very high esteem. You know, if, if, a, if someone in the stature of Muhammad Ali came up to you and said, you're great, you're going to be great, you need to embrace well, he, that. He, he not only said that to me, he lived it through his lifetime. I mean, I can't believe it's four years since we lost him. He was there every step of the way. From the day I met him in 9th, December of 79, he called me when I was at Old Dominion. He, we, he stayed in touch with me all these years. Wow. And, you know, to have somebody like that uh, say they want to invest their time and energy and love in you and, you know, he taught me a lot. He taught me about racism. He taught me um, about, like I said, philanthropy. He taught me how to be consistently great in whatever I did. And the most important thing is he taught me how to love myself because a lot of people are very fraudulent, and I was one of those people, even though I had tremendous success. But, he, you know, he, he was a proponent of, of faith and, and God, and he, he was very, very positive in my life. And, you know, he used to say the greatest religion of all is love. Love. Just, just love people unconditionally. They don't have to look like you, but just care about them. You know, if, if you move up the ranks, take somebody with you. And so he really put a lot in my heart and, and on my plate, and I felt a lot of responsibility. And, and, you know, shoot, we just finished our 40th year of basketball camp, getting back to children. And, you know, we really waited as long as we could to figure out if we were going to have our kids go to basketball camp. And we wanted to put them in a really safe environment, a safe bubble, if you will, like the NBA and the NHL has done. And, you know, uh, the Mavericks canceled camp, uh, the schools, the universities in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we had two weeks of camp, and, and we had over 200 kids and we followed all CDC uh, guidelines and state and federal guidelines. And Na we Nancy, wanted to I'm, make it a positive thing. Because think about it. I'm a parent. I'm, I'm going to have to jump in there real quick. This, you this go mental into health thing is no joke. For the kids, for the parents. Uh, I mean, it's hard to be sitting in your house for four, five, six months and the kids want to get out. And for a young kid, it's like when I talk to the you know, CDC, the Center for Disease and Control, uh -huh. and they recommended it, it, it is so important for your kids to get out and, and get 60 minutes or so of exercise, whether it's riding a bike, whether it's hitting a tennis ball. Now, so we're going to have to stop and take a quick break uh, so I can pay some of these bills real quick. If you can stay on with us, that would be great. If you can, I fully understand. I need it. Hey, Sean! Don't go anywhere. The Parents Coaching Parents Network with your host, M.H. Scott, will be back in just a few moments. Positive Vibes carries the best in African literature, beautiful art, books, calendars, lotions, jewelry, and much more. Looking for that special gift or something for yourself? Positive Vibes carries beautiful African clothing and African art for your home or office. Visit Positive Vibes today located at 6220B Indian River Road in Virginia Beach or check them out on Facebook, Positive Vibes or PositiveVibesVA.com. Positive Vibes serving the community for over 25 years. Call 757-523-1399 for more information. 
GG2G apparel is not just a brand, but an outward expression, a devotional to give glory to God. We are a Christian-based and U.S. veteran-owned music and ministry company out of Chesapeake, Virginia, and we offer a line of custom logo hats, t-shirts, and designer apparel available on my website at williamtstars.com. We're working to keep the site updated regularly with fresh new designers for different styles to choose from, and a portion of the proceeds go to Triune Movement INC Charitables. The brand is sponsored by Virginia's own AEE award-winning Christian hip-hop artist, William T. Stars. That's me. With my hit single going in that's sweeping the world by storm. And you can hear it right here on Praise. By the way, right now with every order, we're gifting a free download of my new EP, The Book of Trinity, exclusive for supporting the movement. You can reach me at 757-537-5326 or follow me at William T. Stars on social media. GG2G, we yell and give glory to God. So keep it plugged in the praise. I'm M.H. Scott, the founder of the Parents Coaching Parents Network and the father of Mike Scott with the Philadelphia 76ers. We are a network of parents who guide, assist, mentor, and elevate parents during their college recruiting process. If you have any questions with the recruiting process, the Parents Coaching Parents Network is here to support you. We will guide you, assist you, mentor you, and elevate you to the next level of college recruiting. You can reach us at Facebook at Parents Coaching Parents Network. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at PCP Network, or you can give us a call at area code 757-372-6338. Again, you can reach us on Facebook at Parents Coaching Parents Network, Instagram and Twitter at PCP Network, or you can give us a call at 757-372-6338. Looking forward to hearing from you. The Parents Coaching Parents Network. Greetings, Hampton Roads. It's Pastor Michael Golden Jr., Pastor of Greater Emmanuel Temple, Hampton, and Suffolk. And we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled worship experience, noun virtually at get.org. Meet us at 11 o'clock a.m. every Sunday morning and, of course, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. for our e-war room experience. While we're not able to worship the Lord together, literally in worship facilities, we don't want you to miss an opportunity to virtually worship the Lord with greater Emmanuel Temple. That's G-E-T-C-O-G-I-C. Greater Emmanuel Temple, Hampton, and Suffolk. We'll see you there. Big Mind Entertainment, LLC, is a management, marketing, and promotions company representing artists, musicians, songwriters, authors, and more. Their mission is to take care of the administrative worries and give you more time to create and focus on your artistry. The theme is ask God for what you want and act like you got it. Log on to Big Mind Entertainment, LLC.biz, and on Facebook at Big Mind Entertainment. All right, folks, we're back. We're back. We're back. We've been having a phenomenal conversation with Miss Nancy Lieberman. She's just been sharing some. Great insight and, and, and things that made her the person that she is today and gave her, oh man, uh, you, you know, just the knowledge and understanding of, you know, 
living that greatness, you know, be, being a part of that, not, not just talking about it and, you know, being out there in front of the folks and, you know, having that camera photo ops on and so, but actually living it, walking it as well as she can talk it. Nessie, are you still there with us? I am. I'm here. I'm not going to keep you on long because I need to also get to my next guest. We've got the National Federation of High School that's going to come in and share some insight with us as well. But give us some closing thoughts on, you know, just what parents should consider in this COVID pandemic craziness, you know, this, this, this time of confusion, should I say. Well, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to uh, tell parents things but you're that I'm a parent. not qualified to say. I, I will tell you what I would do as a parent. Um, I would send my kid to school. Uh, I think they need that for their own development. And uh, I, like I said, kids are, are more resilient uh, if they don't have any underlying conditions. And all I've done is take a look at what uh, Adam Silver has done with the NBA. You know, they haven't had a, a positive test since July 7th because they've done it the right way with, sanit you know, sanitizing everything, making sure the students, like, their backpack is their locker, is their office. And, you know, uh, if you go to school, there's an X on the floor, that's where your bag goes. And have wipes and, you know, just do hygiene things, wear the mask. Put on gloves, uh, you know, social distance. I think this is all possible if we just listen to, to the rules, the basic rules, and abide by them in, instead of being defiant of rules. That's exactly. my advice. Exactly, exactly. Hey, we, we appreciate you sharing your time with us this afternoon. Um, and uh, definitely, we would like to have you on again later on down the line after things unfold and you know, um, I know I'm watching uh, WNBA's on right now, and I know probably later on today the they'll probably have a couple of NBA games that's on as well. Uh, I have a child that's down there in the bubble, and, hey, they're enjoying life. They're enjoying life because, like you just said, they're doing it the right way. We appreciate you. Thank uh, you for your time. Thank you so much. God bless you all, and yep. be well. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Well, folks, we're going to roll right into this next conversation. And uh, I, I thank Ms. Nancy Lieberman for taking the time out of her schedule and joining us today. And hopefully she said something that will be an eye-opener for you as you move forward with your child, your child being involved in sports. Hey, you want to join this conversation today, you can reach us at 757-454-1650. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to slow it down. 757 454 1650. Now, the next person I'm going to bring on, and we're going to get this conversation rolling here shortly, uh, is from the National Federation of High School. Many of you have probably heard it, heard about that organization. You probably call it the um, NFHS. If you haven't heard about it, I think you really and truly need to get your pen and paper out right now because you're about to get some information that you need to hear have already heard, especially if your child's involved in high school sports. Uh, today I have on with me, uh, and, and I hope I'm not going to mess up the doctor's name, Nico. That's right, Michael. You got it. Oh, my goodness, man. 
Hey, I'm better than I thought I was. Yes, you are, sir. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. And and and, um, and this is the executive director for the National Federation of State. Excuse me. Let me get that type. Let me get that uh, uh, organization name correct. First of all, National Federation of State High School Association. Correct. That is correct. You got all, it. All right. All right. All right. And. Uh, She's going to be on with us for the rest of the show and, and just share some information with us on, hey, you know, where are we and where are we moving forward? How are we going to move forward? But first and foremost, I want her to tell us a little bit about uh, the role of the National Federation of High School Sports. Excuse me, NHSFS. You got it, Michael. And first of all, thanks for having me on. And I hope you, your family, and your listeners and their families are well. I love what you're doing, connecting parents. So I'm just so honored to be a part of your show. Uh, so for those of, of, of y'all out there that don't know, the NFHS is the national leader for high school athletics and performing arts activities. In every state, there is an association that implements high school state tournaments and championships. Um, each of those state associations belongs to the National Federation. So we are kind of the mothership for each of the state associations. Uh, we write playing rules for a, a number of sports, so you'll see those rule books out there. Um, we also have an online learning platform that has almost 80 different courses for parents, kids, coaches, uh, administrators, on all sorts of things regarding sport and implementation of sport and health and safety for kids. Um, so we, and we also represent the high school voice legislatively with professional sport organizations, national governing bodies, and the like. So we serve about 20,000 high schools across the country, across our 50 states, and Washington, D.C. So we're, we're located in Indianapolis, and we are physically connected to the NCAA. So I walk over there as much as I can. And, 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 and that's a huge plus right there because it's, it's vitally important that the two organizations are working hand-in-hand. -hand. The, the two organizations are, are collectively making decisions on, you know, just moving forward. Um, I, I see that the NCAA hasn't really narrowed down on what's going to happen, um, you know, overall. I think they've left it up to the institutions as far as them opening up their fall sports season. Is that the same thing that's coming from uh, your organization as well? That's a great question, Michael, and you're spot on. The NCAA, as an association, they have a different level of oversight and governance. The NFHS, as a federation by design, allows each of our states to make their own state bylaws and regulations, many of which are consistent nationwide, some of which differ based on where they're located, demographics of their population and all sorts of things. But uh, right now, we're seeing each individual state relying heavily upon the decisions by governors in terms of reopening the economy and education, state health agencies in terms of the COVID situation that's particular to their state, and even down at the local level, looking at local school districts having to make their own decisions. So you might see across the country, town by town may look different, State by state may look different, so we get this mosaic of decisions that's happening nationwide. 
uh, we don't make one national decision, but we do provide as much guidance as we can to help the states as they go through that decision-making process. And, and, and that, that is so vitally important, folks, for you to understand that this organization is not a governing body for all of high school sports. It is an organization that, is, that not only works hand-in-hand with the NCAA, but also provides guidance to your local state associations. You know, like here in Virginia, we have the Virginia High School League. Uh, so on and so forth and throughout various states. They have other uh, state associations. And this body here provides that guidance. Now, along that same note and same line, there's a role that we as parents uh, can do to support uh, this organization, National, uh, National Federation. I, I keep calling the National Federation of High School. I'm just going to keep it short like that, and we're going to roll with that for the day. But... We know that's not the full name and the full title. How how can we as parents effectively uh, support your mission? You know what? That that's a great question, Michael. And, and you know, I think if if we're talking with parents, no matter where they're from, I think if we first pause and you know really get a sense of what we're feeling right now, with the absence of activities for kids, with the absence of connection to education and their programs that are so important for their growth and development. Um, how's that feeling right now to not have those things? And remember that. And as we go forward to re-engage, let's try to approach re-engagement positively, supportively, um, you know, be as informed as you can be wherever you are living about what the situation is in your community know who the decision makers are, get some of those details about what it would look like to go back to school, to go back to activity, and do the best for you and your child. Um, you know, we, Nancy Lieberman was, was spot on when she mentioned that these activities are so important for growth and development. Yes, we absolutely have to pay attention to COVID and being safe and approaching returning to activity with caution. But we also need to pay attention to what our kids are feeling and what they're, you know, what they're expressing. There's a really fantastic study that's coming out of Wisconsin. Over 3,000 high school student athletes uh, self-reported a greater degree of depression, anxiety, disconnectedness, apathy, even a greater tendency to consider or have suicidal thoughts, not that they were going to act on it, but just some of the things that come with depression. So we, we know that we need to re-engage kids. So if we as parents out there could look for ways to positively support re-engagement, and maybe it's virtual at first, maybe it's engaging with the coach and the team uh, virtually until we're ready to go back in person, that's really important that we do that. Um, and then when we are in places that are ready to go back with the precautions in place, to be supportive of those opportunities, um, I will tell you the NFHS and every state association and, and Billy Hahn as the executive director of the VHSL, he's on our board of directors and he's, he's a rock star. He is doing <laughs> the best he can. He's fantastic. Um, to, to, for parents to read what the state guidelines are and state guidance, um, learn as much as you can and be as supportive as you can. 
and, and that that's so true. I haven't had the opportunity to meet Billy as of yet. I probably have been sitting in the room with him, but just didn't know uh, who he was and hadn't had the chance to meet him. Meet him, but uh, I look forward to meeting him as well. Um, you know, I, I want to step uh, slightly away from uh, a high school focus and uh, ask a question, just to get your, your feel for it, because I, I know that you've probably had this conversation before. Um, outside organizations, you know, some of the uh, travel teams and some of the uh, organizations that they're now calling grassroots or AAU or or, or something of that nature. How often does your organization coordinate with any of them or even meet at the table with any of those yeah. organizations? Yeah, good question. So um, really up until about two years ago, there was not much interaction between the NFHS and some of the youth organizations. I, you know, I think historically um, – Sport has developed, if you look at age levels from grassroots, first engagement, all the way up through professional ranks, there are so many groups that are involved in sport and have kind of claimed their own share of the pie as ownership. Um, I think what we have realized over the past couple of years, when we look at risk minimization, and, and you know what really pinned the needle about a dozen or so years ago is concussion. And when we all realized that concussion is not an age issue. It's really just something important to all of us. We started to come to the table together. And then now with COVID, we're starting more and more to look at the ways we absolutely have to collaborate so that we keep kids engaged from an early on, their moment of first entry, all the way through the scholastic years, and then even beyond if they're talented and interested in playing in the collegiate space. Um, so we are doing more collaboration, more conversations about a safe and healthy implementation of sport experience. Um, so it, that's growing, and that's a, a very successful, healthy thing for us all to be doing so that no one organization owns youth sports. And, oh. and importantly... Oh, 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 hey, we, hey, Dr. Yeah. Neal, hold that thought for a second. I, you know, I got to step away and pay these bills again. You know, these bills have to be paid uh, in order to keep this thing going. All right. We'll yes, be sir. right back, folks. Uh, the Parents Coach Parents Network. I need it. Hey, Sean. Let's go show, Dallas. Hey, don't go anywhere. The Parents Coaching Parents Network with your host, M.H. Scott, will be back in just a few moments. Andrew Shannon Gospel Music presents Southeast Community Day Parade and Festival. Event founder and organizer, Andrew Shannon. Saturday, September 12th at 10 a.m., the greatest parade in the region. Featuring concerts with Ja'Kalen Carr, J.J. Harrison, and Luther Barnes. The parade viewing stand and festival site is located at Zion Baptist Church Grounds. 2016 Jeff. Jefferson Avenue in Newport News. Don Roberts of Wavy TV 10 will serve as the parade announcer. Mr. Shannon says Disney is open and so are we. Don't miss it. Saturday, September 12th, the parade at 10 a.m. at Booker T. Washington School, 3700 Chestnut Avenue in Newport News. Parade lineup, 9 o'clock. The parade viewing stand at the Zion Baptist Church grounds, 2016 Jefferson Avenue in Newport News. The festival starts immediately following the parade at 1230. For more information, call 
757-877-0792 or 757-218-8157. I'm M.H. Scott, the founder of the Parents Coaching Parents Network and the father of Mike Scott with the Philadelphia 76ers. We are a network of parents who guide, assist, mentor, and elevate parents during their college recruiting process. If you have any questions with the recruiting process, the Parents Coaching Parents Network is here to support you. We will guide you, assist you, mentor you, and elevate you to the next level of college recruiting. You can reach us at Facebook at Parents Coaching Parents Network. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at PCP Network, or you can give us a call at area code 757-372-6338. Again, you can reach us on Facebook at Parents Coaching Parents Network, Instagram and Twitter at PCP Network, or you can give us a call at 757-372-6338. Looking forward to hearing from you. The Parents Coaching Parents Network. This is Howard Langford of Legacy Building Finance. We are licensed agents teaching financial education to secure your financial future. Our goal is to put $50 billion back into our communities by helping families and businesses to build generational wealth. Register for our next How Money Works class by calling us at 757-295-6772 or visiting LegacyBuilderFinance.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-B-U-I-L-D-E-R finance.com. Hi, this is Donnie Gregory. I would like to introduce you to some of the most amazing water that I have experienced in my life. Kangen water, a Japanese term that means back to origin. I used to be 254 pounds. Now I'm enjoying 210 pounds on a daily basis. This water hydrates you on a cellular level. Your body absorbs 90% of this water. Regular bulk water off the shelf out of the faucet. Your cells only absorb 20%. Come on down to the Heritage Store. Get a Three weeks supply, no charge, or either call me at area code 757-701-7121. And any questions that you may have concerning this water, you can give me a call. Area code 757-701-7121. Or come by the Heritage Store, 984 Laskin Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And the water tastes great. Smooth, cool, and enjoyable. Come on down and get your three-week trial on us. Positive Vibes carries the best in African literature, beautiful art, books, calendars, lotions, jewelry, and much more. Looking for that special gift or something for yourself? Positive Vibes carries beautiful African clothing and African art for your home or office. Visit Positive Vibes today, located at 6220B Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, or check them out on Facebook, Positive Vibes, or PositiveVibesVA.com. Positive Vibes, serving the community for over 25 years. Call 757-523-1399 for more information. Guys, athletes, scholarships, mentors, helping and elevate. Parents, coaching, parents, know the game. Hey, hey, we're back. We're back. We're back, folks. We've uh, had a, a, another uh, great source of information to share some insight with us. We're talking with the executive director of the National Federation of State High School Association, uh, Dr. Nehaw. And uh, she was just sharing with us that even some of these outside organizations, they've, they've started to sit down and have discussions with these outside organizations, your, 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 your travel teams, your uh, AAU programs, your other grassroots programs that's going on, 
sit down and starting to have conversations with them uh, based upon the overall care and welfare and safety of, of our children. Parents, we have an integral part in this. We have an integral part in this. It's something that we just can't sit back and overlook and, and say, okay, well, coach so-and-so, I'm going to allow him to go ahead and make that decision. Because that decision may not always be in the best interest of your child. Who should be the number one advocate for your child other than you? Doc, are you still with us? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I can go on uh, whining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, sir. I'm right here. And, and I, I definitely appreciate what, what, what you were saying and, and give us some insight, especially, you know, when you're talking around the, con, uh, the concussion conversation. And that conversation, as from what my understanding, is getting bigger and bigger. And it should because it is vitally important that we have to have that conversation. It's not an optional thing. I, I had uh, a, a chance to listen to some information that the Knight Commission also shared on that very same thing. Um, finish telling us where, where, where you were at as far as outside organizations. Yeah, that, so this is especially important for parents, and I love that you brought this up, Michael, because there are so many options out there for parents, and there are a lot of people pulling at, pulling at you all, um, telling they may be giving you information that this is the way to go, if you want your child to make a varsity team in high school, you have to do this, you have to do that, or this program is a fast track to college, or this one isn't. It's, for parents, it's overwhelming. It's confusing. You don't know what's right and wrong out there necessarily, and, and you want to be able to do the best for your child, and you want to know who you can trust. So, And I, I would say there, there have been a lot of youth organizations that are absolutely well-intentioned, and they do it right. And then there are a number of them out there, or agents or agencies, um, especially when you're dealing with a young person of great talent, that can really mislead families. So for parents, I think, um, again, it comes down to asking a lot of questions, asking questions of the people you're involved with, of people around you in the, the sport environment that may know something. Talk to other parents to try to really get a complete picture of the situation that's before you, the opportunities you have, and who the people are in, in terms of involvement. Um, also look at the role you play. Look at costs. You know, what, if they ask you to write a check, what are you paying for? Um, and, and look at health and safety in particular when it comes to concussion, when it comes to COVID, and it, when it comes to having the best interest of your child in mind. And that's education-based. Uh, you know, I'm rambling here, Michael, so you cut me off any time. But, you know, the research out there now in youth sports is saying a, a lot of kids discontinue participation by, by the time they get to middle school before they get to high school. So what's that about? It's about not having fun. It's about feeling pressure. It's about being confused or, or being told you're not going to develop into a talent. So, you know, I really, we really emphasize with parents. Um, in terms of big decisions you all have to make. Um, and we want to do our best to support you as parents out there with information. It's, it's tough. It's a tough world. Now, I, I, I did have a question, um, and, and I'm not sure because I, I hadn't really came across anything. 
But within your organization, is there a parent component? There is. We have, uh, it's actually our NFHS Learning Center. And uh, if, if you can go to the website, www.nfhslearn.com, and you will have access to a number of online courses, webinars, and things, about half of which are free. There are some courses for parents. There are courses for students um, about leadership, about health and safety. There's concussion course, heat acclimatization. There's even courses for parents about being a good supporter of your child uh, who's participating. So we have a number of resources there on that platform as well as on our own website, nfhs.org. Um, and, and actually, on NFHS.org, there's a link to the status nationwide of what decisions have been made by each of our individual states with return, regard to returning to sports. Um, we also have information about a, an aerosol study that we're doing, which is looking at um, playing instruments, speaking, singing, and projecting your voice as if you were coaching, um, as well as aerobic exertion and what happens with breath in those situations, um, being masked versus being unmasked. So a lot of information is coming out there on this aerosol study that's helping schools to make decisions about how to go back to activities safely. So, um, again, that's www.nfhs.org, and that's information that's scrolling right there on our website that parents and uh, listeners can access. Yes, I, I've, I've seen some of that information. I've looked much of it over. And, uh, folks, I will be posting that on the Parents Culture Parents Network page on Facebook. And just letting you know that that is a valuable resource that you cannot overlook. You know, as we think about the various sports, and we know football, we know basketball, uh, soccer is another one of those really close contact sports. Are there some sports out there that um, – your organization has looked at as being less of a risk than, um, you know, the traditional one, not the traditional ones, but the more popular ones? Yes, there are. So in our guidance that we provided to states, um, we define three tiers of risk, the higher risk being sports such as wrestling, football, and we have in there as well boys lacrosse, competitive cheer, and dance. Hmm. Um, where you're really close together, a lot of times face-to-face exposure to potential aerosol exchange. Uh, the more moderately risk sports we have defined as basketball, which, you know, the USOPC has defined basketball as higher risk. So, you know, that, that's one that could be up or down there. But volleyball, baseball, softball, some of our field sports, uh, gymnastics and water polo are in that middle risk. And then the, the lower risk, risk sports we have is individual running events, rowing events in track and field, individual swimming, golf, weightlifting, skiing, sideline cheer, rowing and cross-country running with staggered starts. So we're seeing our state associations getting kids back to those lower and moderate risk sports sooner than they are those higher risk. And, and that's something, parents, again, that's something that you need to know. That's something that you want to know. That's something that if your child is involved in sports, you have to know. Uh, because of the simple fact that you don't want to put your child in a situation where 
first of all, they're not following any guidelines or, or any standards. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched situations where you had teams, um, high school teams, go out on the field. You have a group of kids out there, a group of young men out there playing football. No one has a mask on. Uh, the coach doesn't have a mask on. They're groups, they're, they're bunched up in groups of, uh, you know, 10 to 15. You know, they're, they're running routes. You know, they're, they're, they're throwing the ball. They're doing these various things. Parents, awareness like that and, and simple things like that it, 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 it should be warning signs to you to say, okay, first of all, I need to insert myself in this. Secondly, I need to find out what is the requirements coming from the school. And just simply looking at what they have on the National Federation site will give you a starting point, a great starting point to understanding where we are moving forward. Um, Dr. Niehoff, give us something in closing. Give us those websites again. We know you're out of the great state of Indiana, and uh, we truly appreciate you uh, joining us this afternoon. Sure thing. So, Michael, that. Our website is www.nf, like Frank, hf.org. And scrolling across our, our main page there is a link to many resources um, in terms of research and what's going on nationally in terms of decisions. Uh, and then you can, on our main page, you'll see a link to our learning center, nfhslearn.com. Um, and that's where we have some of those resources in terms of courses and other informational materials for, for anybody involved in sport. Um, and, you know, in closing, I would just say, you know, number one to you, Michael, thank you. I think more than ever right now, we need to network, we need to stay connected. And what you're doing for parents out there, um, connecting them, staying in touch with them is just fantastic. And I just feel so honored to be a part of the program today. Uh, I would just say to parents, if you're on the fence, if you're not sure what to do, if you're concerned, absolutely, we respect that. There's a range of readiness that is real. And uh, if you're not sure what to do, ask a lot of questions. And don't be afraid to get the, get the details on what going back looks like. What happens when you pull up in the car and your child gets out of that car? What happens? in terms of practice. Michael mentioned it. All right, you, It was just fantastic. Um, and, and just make sure you have as much information as possible that you as a parent network have the same amount of information and you know the comfort level of your child. Don't feel pressured. Thank um, you. But yes. Thank, that's, thank, that's thank you for your time this afternoon. We truly appreciate you. When you say she's gone, I'm like, okay, did she just cut off? Did you just cut off? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, thank you for your time, folks. This has been the Parents Culture Parents Network. Uh, your host, M.A. Scott. Uh, hey, at the end, we just had to cut that short, but you know there's so much information out there that needs to be shared. Connect with us on Facebook at PCP Network, Instagram and Twitter, again, at PCP Network. Hey, we're here for you. Help us help you. Parents Culture Parents Network, we're out.
Front and talk about me, but that ain't no thing. See, I know it would make it with the knowledge in my brain. And if I succeed with that, then be ball would do the same. I can't complain the situation that I'm in. Meeting different connects that turn out to be my friends. I know it'll turn out great when my four years come to an end. And when the ball starts bouncing, I'm at the diploma out the pen. But I'm hate dead. Playing ball is just a small part. With this education, I have a great start. And if you work hard with the teachers, they might be showing love in the stands and when the bleachers. I'm only preaching. I'm just trying to spit knowledge and the knowledge opportunities at your disposal when you get to college. I use ball as a tool. Now every day I'm living and I'm making small cool. That's how I do it. 